Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it is October 15th, it's 2019, and we're going to talk about the seven-game hockey slate here for today, and I'm joined by Taylor Azell, Azell MT, as you guys might know him over there on Roto Grinders, one of our hockey guys and the defending, or 2018 hockey champion over there on DraftKings. Welcome to the show, Taylor. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. It's uh, it's kind of been one of those Mondays so far. Uh, had a nosebleed during lunch uh, while I was out in the car, and then uh, tonight my daughter was choking while I was doing solo duty. So I, I can honestly say this is probably the best part of my day, and I'm looking forward to talking some hockey. <laughs> so I'm a newborn. I know how that goes. Um, anything that's can that has been that that has, could happen has happened recently. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, I was ready I've to do the highlight. On. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's how it goes. <laughs> so I know exactly how you feel when when you say it's been one of those days. So um, appreciate yeah. you taking some time out here to talk some hockey. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there. Check them out. It's fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Roto Grinders links, and we get three months of Roto Grinders Premium for Fantasy Draft Plus. You'll get um, access to any cool promos that we run with them. If you were one of the top three finishers in the Morning Grind League over there on Fantasy Draft last week, make sure to message me on Roto Grinders. That way you can get your free swag. Um, didn't get any messages today, so if you're one of those people, make sure you're sending me a message. They do have some NHL stuff up over there on Fantasy Draft, some smaller stuff. We're going to probably mainly focus more on DraftKings here. They have a bunch of big tournaments going on, but um, Fantasy Draft does have their $300,000 Hooters main event rake-free tournament. It's back down to $25 this weekend, so if you haven't checked them out, this is a good time to check them out. There's a ton of stuff going on over there, so uh, give them some love. Uh, Taylor, we got the NHL premium here. If you do have the core premium, which includes um, football, basketball, baseball, and NHL, um, you can uh, check out the NHL product here, player projections, um, CVRs, salary, GPP, and core plays over there on lineup HQ, plus expert survey, um, projected goalies and lines, ice time reports, and we're working and getting closer and closer on the line stacking tool with quick stats. So hopefully that's up here soon and um, looking forward to playing some hockey during the NBA All-Star break with the, with the stacking tool. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's going to be a huge feature uh, when it finally launches, because as you know, uh, much like in, in baseball and some of the other sports in hockey, stacking is a very viable strategy. So once we have that rolled out, I think that'll be a huge edge for all of our uh, subscribers. All right, let's jump into this slate here. Seven games, like I mentioned, we get started with Tampa Bay Lightning and the Canadians. Um, what do you like here for Tampa? So Tampa is one of my favorite teams, as they are on most slates. They have a dynamic offense, which was improved by the return of Braden Point last week. So he um, was out several games to start the year and then came back with a bang uh, with three points in his first game. So 
that first line of Stamkos, Point, and Kucherov is arguably one of the top three lines in the NHL, uh, not just on this slate. Um, I'm curious to see what their ownership will be like tonight. Uh, they are playing on the road at Montreal, and sometimes people are scared off by Carey Price, who's a former Vesna winner for the best goalie. Um, so really like that line, though. They are expensive, which could keep their ownership down. Uh, on defense, Victor Hedman is a viable option at defenseman. He is expensive as well, and so I might prefer a few of the other uh, defensemen at that price range. Uh, there's there's games where Hedman can disappear at times, but then there's there's other games where he'll have two or three points, and and he helps to to quarterback their elite power play. So he's he's definitely a viable option if you're looking to stack with the the Stamkos point and Kucherov line. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I know that Hedman is there. You know he's involved in the power play unit, so definitely. Um, any interest in like stacking the second line here or is it more just stacking the, the top line here and, and calling it a day? I think there's some, some viability there. I mean, Tampa at times will mix up their lines and, and not putting the three big dogs together. But since they're all three together, getting a ton of ice time and they also correlate on the power play. Um, I think you could go with Palat on the second line. Um, Sorelli is, is centering that. Um, so I think that's a viable option if you're looking to pivot. It's probably not going to be one of my priorities tonight. Fair enough. I will notice, I will say, like, you know, I've done hockey a couple times on the podcast recently, and this is a night where it seems like there's a bunch of totals in the six and six and a halfs where a lot of the other totals have been five and a half and six. So um, the Montreal side of things, they're a little bit of a dog here at home and going up against Tampa. Is there anybody that you like here for um, the Canadians? Yeah, as a team, I actually like them to to score several goals tonight. As you mentioned, there's a, a six and a half over under, and it's a, a pretty tight spread. So Vegas clearly thinks they're going to score goals. I think the challenge is is isolating who's going to score those goals tonight. Uh, that the benefit of the the Canadians as a, as a team in real life is that they're pretty evenly distributed throughout their top three lines, um, and they don't have much power play correlation. So. It's difficult to, to stack a line at even strength while also getting them on the power play. So while I do expect them to score some goals, I'm not sure that I want to play that guessing game tonight. Um, if I had to identify one particular skater, it would probably be Shea Weber, the defenseman. He logs a ton of ice time. He's for sure going to be on the power play one. Got a rocket slap shot. So rather than targeting any of the forwards, I'd probably just rather get my exposure to the Canadians through Shea Weber. Um, shout out former Nashville Predator as well. Um, so that, that's probably the, the route that I would, I would take with the Canadians. I don't mind if you want to, if you want to target some of the forward lines, that's fine. I just don't feel comfortable, you know, picking which one of them is going to have a good night tonight. So what you're saying is if you're playing Montreal, you're stacking them and just kind of hoping you get the right line. Yeah, kind of. They just they spread things out. You know, one of their most talented players is Jonathan Drouin, who's on the third line at even strength and doesn't get a ton of ice time, but he's an elite player and plays on the power play one. So a guy like that is a, is a one-off makes some sense. Uh, but, but yeah, it's probably not going to be somewhere that I, I target heavily tonight. All right, moving on. Minnesota at Toronto, six and a half total in this one as well. Um, Toronto, one of the biggest favorites, if not the biggest favorite on the slate. Um, any interest here in the Minnesota Wild? So real quick, circle back goalies for the game before. Um, very little interest. I'm sure that was they're, – they're both good life real, real goalies, um, but I probably don't want to target anyone there just to – in case anyone was wondering. so That's fine. We're going to play the Chalk Anderson goalie. That's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I have, I have comments on that here in a sec. So 
Minnesota, they're on the second of a back-to-back. They, they played today as part of the Canadian Thanksgiving. Uh, they did play in the early game, so it's almost like they get a day and a half of rest. So I'm, I'm not as concerned this earlier in the year about the, the back-to-back. Uh, the bigger issue is the, the matchup here facing a Toronto team, which has Stanley Cup aspirations. Um, the, the top line of Parise, Koivu, and Zucker are tremendously cheap across the industry. They've had a terrible start to the year. Um, which has lowered their price significantly. So I think if you're looking to stack with one of the other expensive lines, uh, there's some viability in going that direction and just hope that they, you know, combine for a goal. But other than that, not a, not a ton of interest because of, as you mentioned, they're, they're huge dogs on the road. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about back-to-backs for NBA all the time. It's a lot worse for hockey, right? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, the, the grind and the, the grueling and, and this early in the year, similar to NBA, it's probably not as big a deal. Um, but it's still something that, that I definitely account for. And, and Vegas is obviously doing that as well in their lines, but, but not something that I like to target. Um, and it's a huge advantage to the, to the team that's more well-rested. All right, Toronto, big favorites here at home, facing the, the team that's a little, maybe a little sluggish here on the back-to-back. Uh, what do you like here for Toronto? So Austin Matthews is probably the highest projected raw point getter on this slate. He is priced accordingly. I believe he's for sure on DraftKings, the most expensive skater, so you're going to have to pay for him. Really the only disadvantage in going with Toronto is that they don't directly correlate their top six forwards to their power play. Um, so often what I'll try to do is, is two-man stacks. So if you're going to play Matthews, for example, he'll be on the power play and even strength with Andreas Janssen, whereas if you're looking for John Tavares, he's going to play – even strength and power play with um, with Mitch Marner. And then if you want, I don't think it's crazy to go full on power play one stack. So you could take all four of those guys and then throw in Morgan Riley, um, who's an expensive defenseman. He, he's a guy that I like more than, than Hedman, who we talked about before. So yeah, I have no issues with, a, with an onslaught of Maple Leafs here. I would definitely stay towards the top two lines. Their their depth does um, sink off pretty tremendously, but but any of the top six forwards are viable. And then Riley is probably the the top defenseman on the slate. All right, um, moving on. And, and um, just for for reference, you do like Anderson here? I do. So in my notes, you know, I think he will definitely be the highest owned goalie. Uh, I think he's in line to get the win. I don't know that so, – so DraftKings has added a, a bonus for 35 saves, and I don't know that he will be able to reach that bonus because I think, you know, the team in front of him will prevent that. So I think he's safe. He'll get the win. Uh, if you're looking for tremendous upside or a slight discount, there's probably better options. But, you know, you're, you're paying for safety here, uh, which is fine. I'm not going to argue with that. And then Devin Dubnik for the Wild, he's a good real-life goalie, but – no, thanks. He's not worth the, the risk tonight. All right. Arizona at Winnipeg, six total in this one. Winnipeg is the favorites. Um, any interest in the Coyotes here? You know, they are a solid real-life team. They kind of grind you, um, but I probably won't have much exposure tonight. For fantasy purposes, um, you know, they, they prefer to play low-scoring games. Um the only caveat I'll add to that is their their top line, which is Keller, Stefan, and, and Kessel, they've been terrible to start the year. Uh, they're trying to gel. So Phil Kessel came over uh, in the offseason. And so their their prices are, are dirt cheap. So similar to what I mentioned before, 
if you really need a, a cheap line stack to combine with someone like a Toronto or a Tampa, um, it's possible they break out. I wouldn't say it's extremely likely, but you know, you're hoping that with the discount, you can get the night where they happen to combine for a goal or two. And then if your other line goes off, you're in good shape. So not a ton of interest, but if you're looking for a, a cheap line, the, the, the top line for the coyotes is at least interesting. Um, Ekman Larson, isn't it? Is yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So Ekman Larson is an excellent offensive defenseman. Um, he's a bit of a liability at times on defense, but we don't care about that for fantasy. So he plays a ton of minutes too, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he does. And while he doesn't block a ton of shots, um, he does get shots on that and helps to, to quarterback their power play. So absolutely. If you're, if you're going to stack that top line, I think it's a must to include OEL with that group. Um, and I haven't seen his price, but I would imagine he's cheaper than the elite, uh, group of defensemen. So you, you do get a bit of a discount. Yeah, he's I'm a looking. big discount on um, fantasy draft. Like he's 8K and some of these other guys that you had mentioned, like Riley's 12-4. So like he's a he's a big discount on fantasy draft. Yeah, he's 41 on DraftKings. So I think that's very viable. I mean, he, he's only got one point to, to start the year, but he played 29 minutes in the last game, which is an absurd amount against Colorado. So I like that call. People are going to start thinking that I know hockey or something. Hey, all you got to do is just throw in little tidbits here and there, and that was a good one. So you're, you're one for one with a, uh, a viable recommendation there. We'll see if they taking can keep the, it Taking the rest of the podcast off. Um, <laughs> any interest here in the Jets? I do. Um, like I said, Arizona likes to kind of muck things up, but I think that, that Winnipeg will attempt to, to up the pace, and their, their top line of uh, Line A, Shifley, and Blake Wheeler um, – you know, along with the lines we mentioned before for Tampa, I mean, they, they form one of the, probably the top three, top five lines in the league. Um, yeah, I, th- I think they're expensive. So because of the matchup, I probably wouldn't put them as like my favorite or second favorite line. But if, if the ownership um, isn't extremely high, I think this is definitely a viable situation. And then on the, the power play, you've also got Josh Morrissey, um, so one of the big off-season stories is that Duff, Dustin Bufflin is contemplating retirement, which has left a pretty big void on defense. And, and Josh Morris, he's gotten the first crack at, at filling those minutes, both at even strength and on the power play. So he's been getting 23 to 25 minutes a night and is just 4,300 on DraftKings. So, you know, pair him with the OEL that you were talking about before, and you've got two defensemen that log a bunch of minutes. They're power play one and they don't break the bank break the bank either so uh, I think Morrissey's a great option either as a one-off or if you want to stack him with the the first line for the Jets you know I'm all about that power play one next to my defensive players that play a bunch of minutes so um, that's one thing that I've learned throughout the years is never a bad thing to have so um, any interest in either one of these goalies before we move on I think anti Ranta for the Coyotes is, is interesting. He, he's probably the biggest risk or that I'd be willing to take at goalie. He's, he's dirt cheap. He's as cheap as goalies come, which is because of the matchup. But unlike some of the other cheap goalies, he's actually good at what he does. So, yes, there's a you know, 75% chance that he gets blown up, gets the loss. But he's been known to stand on his head and he could steal a game for them. I mean, the, the spread here would surprise people. Uh, but I think I saw it was like 135 or 140 to Vegas. So it's not, you know, inconceivable to think that he could steal a win. And unlike the goalie that I mentioned earlier, he would get the 35 save bonus. So he could put up a, a monster score. 
And then as far as Hellebuck, clearly he's safer than, than Ranta. Um, I don't think that I'll go there. Um, same thing. He, he's priced up a little bit. Um, but if, you, if you're looking for safety and you want a little bit of a discount on Anderson, I think Hellebuck will be very popular tonight. All right. Fair enough. We got uh, the Flyers and the Flames. It's a six total. Um, looks like the Flames are a little bit of a favorite here at 160. I guess a little bit. Um, second biggest favorite on the slate. Um, let's start with Philadelphia. Anything that you like here on the Flyers? Yeah, so similar to what we talked about with the the Wild earlier, their their top line is has really been struggling to start the year. Um, their big uh, acquisition in the offseason was Kevin Hayes, and he's playing in the first line with Claude Giroux and Jacob Voracek. And they haven't really clicked to this point, but the, the prices have come down again there. So this is another spot if you're looking to – to target a first line that's going to get a lot of ice time and pair with an expensive stack, I think it's it's definitely an option. Uh, I will I will add the caveat that the Flames are much better at home, which we'll talk about when we get to their section. So it's definitely a dart throw. Only other play I'll throw out, uh, a guy that's actually similar to Ekman Larson is – sorry, I just lost my train of thought um, – is going to be Shane Gostaspare for the, the Flyers. So he's a guy that – at even strength can at times be a defensive liability, but on the power play, he moves the puck, he gets pucks on net, and I think he'll be extremely low-owned just because the Flyers are a significant underdog on the road. All right, fair enough. Um, I like low-owned plays. I'm all about that That's that tournament life. Um, the Flames, you're, you've already kind of hinted at it. They're better at home. What do you like here? Yeah, so last year they led the league in goals per game with 4.05 per game at home, which is just an absurd total. And I do think they'll keep that rolling tonight. Their first line is loaded with Johnny Goudreau. Do you know his uh, nickname? No. Johnny I'm, Hockey. I'm, Johnny Hockey. Uh, so Johnny Football, <laughs> he's Johnny Hockey. So he's, he's a young guy, and so Johnny, Johnny Football is already uh, – Already claimed. Hopefully he's better than Johnny Football. He is much better. Uh, He's he's (laughs) one of the most dynamic players in the game. Um, And he he plays with Sean Monaghan and Elias Lindholm on the first line. And they're absolutely in consideration for top stack of the night. Lindholm's normally the man that's left out of the stack. Um, He's not quite as potent as the other two. But I think if you are including the first two, I'd go ahead and include him and give you a little bit of salary relief in the first two. And then at defenseman, Mark Giordano is the most expensive defenseman on the night, but along with uh, Morgan Riley, uh, excuse me, it looks like Dougie Hamilton's 200 more, but Giordano's 6,500 on DraftKings, and I think he could definitely pay off his price tag. Logs a ton of minutes, gets pucks on net, and once again is on the, the power play one with the, the line that we just mentioned. So I would say if you're wanting to get cute, the second line for Calgary is, is an option. Normally, they are tasked with shutting down the opposing team's top line so they don't get quite the favorable matchups that uh, the, the first line does. But if you're wanting to, to fade the ownership game, then I think you could go with Kachuk and Backlund on the second line who are much cheaper and, and could pour in a few goals tonight. Yeah, um, interesting. So all about um, you know mixing up those stacks, right? And getting that right stack to make it work. Yeah, having said that, I mean, just play, play the first line. <laughs> there you go yeah just do that um any of either one of these goalies yeah I think David Riddick for the Flames is is definitely in a great spot 
he's coming off of a really bad performance against Vegas, but that was on the road in Vegas. He's back at home. So I think he, he bounces back and gets the win here tonight. So I think he's, he's definitely one of the, the safer options and isn't quite as expensive as somebody like Anderson or, or Hellebuck. Carter Hart for the Flyers. I think he's going to have a great career. He's, he's had a great start to the year. Um, if, if you're living that contrarian life and you're throwing in a ton of teams in the large field tournaments, um, you know, he is a great goalie. He's just in a really, really tough spot. So I can see the logic in it. Probably not for me tonight. All right. Uh, moving on, Detroit against Vancouver. The Red Wings, a little bit of a dog here going into Vancouver. Um, any interest in Detroit? Not really. Unlike some of the other lines that we've talked about, Detroit's first line's actually been really good to start the year, which unfortunately has led to their prices coming up. So Dylan Larkin's kind of their superstar that most people will probably recognize his name, although it's been Anthony Mantha who's been stealing the spotlight. I think he has eight or ten points already to start the year. Um, and then Tyler Bertuzzi rounds out that line. So if you're, if you're looking for a no uh, low-owned line, I get it, uh, but I probably wouldn't make them a, a big priority tonight. And then really no one else on the, the other lines and, and probably no one on defense either for Detroit. All right. Um, and then the Vancouver side of things here, you know, home favorites. Uh, anything kind of standing out to you? Yeah, I think this could be a sneaky, sneaky stack, um, especially in, in some of the – large field tournaments with lower buy-ins. I think some of the, the sharps and the higher buy-ins will, will definitely be on this game because they know that Vancouver's coming off of a game where they scored eight goals. So they've, they've proven that they can put the puck in the back of the net. Uh, Elias Pettersson is significantly underpriced. He's only 5,300 on DraftKings and he can be cheaply stacked with both JT Miller and Brock Besser. They all share time both at even strength and on the power play. And then if you are going ahead and stacking them, Alexander Edler um, is another expensive defenseman who's, who's going to be on the power play, plays a ton of ice time. Um, probably don't like him quite as much as Giordano and a few of the others, but if you're, if you're already stacking them, it definitely makes sense to include him. Um, any interest in the goalies? No, I, I would say for, for Detroit, um, they, they have a bit of a, a timeshare there between Jimmy Howard and Jonathan Bernier. I don't think it matters. I don't, I don't have much interest in them. Uh, Jacob Markstrom is the normal starting goalie for the Canucks, and he is on a personal leave taking care of a, a family matter, I believe. So that means that Demko will get the start. So Demko made his NHL debut last year. He's a highly touted prospect, and I think he's going to have a, a great career. Um, it's, it's still a little early for him. I think – He's viable. I don't like him quite as much as if Markstrom were, were starting, but at a 160 favorite, he, he should be in line to the win, and I, I think he's a, a viable play. All right. Um, all right, so just just so everybody knows, you can't, um, you can't go in here being all, um, you know, homerism. We got Nashville <laughs> at Vegas. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, Taylor is a huge Nashville Predators fan. So I I'm throwing it out there. You can't be biased here. What do you think of um, your so, Preds? Honestly, so this is the game, and even as a, as a neutral fan, it's the game that I'm most excited about from a real-life standpoint because, you know, you've got two teams with Stanley Cup aspirations. However, from a fantasy perspective, I do not think it's a great target just due to how evenly matched the teams are. And especially from the Preds, this is this is arguably the worst night, at least so far, for me to to be on this podcast because I can't talk great about the Preds. 
I do think <laughs> long-term the Preds are going to score a ton of goals this year, but targeting Vegas on the road hasn't, hasn't been fruitful for, for many teams in their brief time in the league. They're one of the few teams that their home ice is as significant as the Preds is in Nashville. Um, plus, you've, you've, you've got guys like Duchesne for the Preds who are significantly underpriced to start the year. They've had several good games, and so their, their prices have come up. So you're not really getting that discount anymore. The only guy I would probably target if you're looking for a one-off, we, we've talked about a lot of the great defensemen in phenomenal spots. Roman Yossi, while he's not in quite the you know, advantageous spot as some of the others, he has as much upside as, as anyone on the slate. He can easily have you know two or three points, get plenty of shots on goal. So if you're looking for a one-off, Roman Yossi's probably the one. But as far as the Preds forwards go, I would probably be looking to stay away tonight. All right, uh, Vegas. If you're a hockey fan, you kind of have to like this game too, right? Like, aren't these two of the better teams? In yeah, the and they. And what's great is they, they play an entertaining style. So for the longest time, the Preds were known for for mucking it up under Barry Trotz and trying to lock teams down and win two to one, three to two type games. But under the switch to Peter Laviolette, they've they've really gone up tempo. And and Vegas, especially when they're playing at home, plays an up tempo game too. So. Yeah, as a, as a hockey fan, I mean, this is ex- as good as it gets. I'll definitely have this one on the, the DVR if I'm not watching it live, um, just because it should be really up-tempo, very skilled play, and, and should be a really good game. As far as the, the Vegas skaters go, I like them just a little bit more than, than Nashville, uh, but it's definitely not somewhere that I would look to target. Um, there was a buy-low window on Paul Stasny. I, I wrote him up the other day. Uh, when he was 3,500 on DraftKings, and since then he's now up to 5,100 because he had a few good games. So similar to the Preds, the, the prices have come up on these guys, so I don't think that they're a value, especially compared to some other teams on the slate. If I had to nail down one guy, it would probably be Jonathan Marcheseau. He's been getting pucks on the net lately, uh, which is extremely valuable on DraftKings where there's a a five-shot uh, plus goal or a bonus. So if you if you get five-plus shots on net, you get a special bonus, and I think he would be a decent candidate, especially because Vegas tends to control the play uh, when they're at home. Now, the goalies, you say up-tempo. Um, is this a spot where potentially these goalies have some upside just because of the shots? They do, and I, I think it's going to be – the only concern I would have is because it should be an even game, uh, you know, you're concerned about who would get the win. I would give the slight edge to Flurry. But you're right. I think both goalies could be in line to potentially get that 35-shot bonus, which kind of makes up for the potential of not getting the win. So I would say Flurry, you're, you're normally at home going to get him at very high ownership, whereas tonight, due to the matchup, you may get him at single-digit ownership. So I think it's definitely worth a dart throw, uh, especially in large field tournaments. All right, moving on to our last game. We got the Hurricanes and the Kings, six-and-a-half total. Uh, Carolina's favored by 160. If I was a Vegas guy and not knowing a ton about hockey, I'd be all over Carolina in this game. Yeah, and you would be right. The The Kings have been hemorrhaging goals this year. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of been remarkable. I saw a stat the other night where Jonathan Quick, I think, had given up three goals on five shots or something, which is sad to see. He's, he's definitely a shell of himself. Um, so as far as Carolina goes, the, the top line of, of Niederreiter, Ajo, and Teravainen or the most obvious play. The, the one caveat that I would add there is that Teravainen isn't on power play one. So if you're looking for just a, a duo there, you could go Niederreiter and Ajo. But I think Teravainen is still viable, even though he's he's not on the, the power play one. 
the next two lines, you know, I haven't talked a whole lot about secondary and, and third lines, but uh, I do have some interest here just due to the, the Kings' uh, woeful defense as well as the, the balance for the, the Hurricanes. The third line in particular, I think, is, is intriguing tonight. Eric Halla has uh, come over from Vegas and has done a really good job to start the year. His price has come up a good bit, but the two wingers he plays with, um, Ryan Dezingle and – all right, I looked up how to pronounce this. I know you're a big pronunciation guy – or pronunciation. <laughs> so it's Martin and it's Nechas. It's actually spelled N-E-C-A-S. So it looks like Nekas, but it's Nechas. And he – while he's on the third line at even strength, he's playing on power play one and is 2,700 on DraftKings. So almost near the minimum. Yeah, there's a chance he gets you nothing, but I think he's worth the punt given the matchup and the power play one time. Yeah, uh, about that. Um, yeah, just looking at it really quick, <laughs> no pun intended. Quick has allowed <laughs> 14 goals in two games this season. Um, yeah, that's, so, that's rough there you go. <laughs> for, for a guy who at one point was considered a, you know, top three goalie in the league. So life comes at you fast. Now Campbell has been playing a, a little bit better. He's only allowed seven goals in two games. So um, a little, little, you know, you kind of want to see quick in there, right? Yeah. I don't know that it matters a ton, but, but you're probably right. Campbell. And, and this really started towards the end of last season where Campbell started to to take the rain at least a little bit. Um, so I would I would say I, I slightly favor Carolina if Quick's in that, but I don't think it'll matter to be honest. All right, um, is there any interest here in the Kings players? No, I mean this is a bottom three, if not the worst team in the league from a talent perspective. They've they've got a a rare mix of of some guys that are on the back end of their careers without a ton of young talent replacing them. So I, I apologize for any Kings fans out there that I might be offending, but, but I do not have a ton of interest uh, in this team either tonight or really for the rest of the season. It's a gamekeeper really stink. Um, no problem. So, <laughs> um, all right. Um, I put the, I put JMB and I put Joda on the spot. I'm going to put you on the spot too. I didn't warn you. I didn't warn either one of them. Okay. Um, we play a morning grind game here for football, for basketball, for baseball, and we've been doing it for hockey. I need one guy that you feel like is your lock to score a goal on this slate. Can it be like chalk? Anybody or you want. Or, all right. We will go Austin Matthews. All right. Future uh, MVP of the league. I will call call my shot there. All right. Now you cannot pick the same person. I need somebody that's going to score three points. Let's go with Johnny Hockey, Johnny Goudreau. All right. I just like his nickname. Yeah. And he's already better than Johnny Football. So so, so he's also – you should look him up after this. I think he's like 5'6", too. So he's just this tiny little dynamo with the puck, and he, he's, he's a lot of fun to watch. So, yeah, I'm looking up his height while you get to the last question. <laughs> last oh, one. they say he's 5'9", but there's no way. That's one of those things where – that's probably with the skates on. So – um. <laughs> Last question that we got here is betting, betting in Vegas. Give me a team you'd bet on here um, to pick up the win. Once again, are there, are there chalk restrictions or anything here? I mean, cause Toronto hey, you, is, the, you go, you go am, with however you want. If you want to take Toronto minus two ten. No, no, I'm not going to do that. I will go with the Canucks. That's a, that's one. I think they're like 160 favorites. So I'll, I'll go with the Canucks. Currently 145. So there you go. Okay. There you go. I like that. All right. Well, Taylor, I appreciate you joining us here today, talking some hockey. If you want his thoughts, um, 
I'm, I'm guessing you don't do every day, but um, you're always in the NHL premium doing something, right? Yeah, and you can also hit up the – we've got the Discord chat, the forums. You can shoot me a, a message or also a DM on Twitter. I'm at Taylor Ezell. So feel free to reach out, and I'll uh, attempt to help you the best that I can. All right, it's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more sports. I hope everyone has fun plans and pucks, um, some big tournaments out there here on today's slate. So enjoy, and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow.